Hello, Top Fan Rivalry followers, and happy Tuesday morning to all of you. Hope you made it through uh, Monday. Hope you enjoyed the Orioles talk that we had yesterday with Dale and Joe. Now we're going to switch gears. We're going to stay on the East Coast, but we're going to switch gears and talk about a team in the National League. So I got the boys from Top House Chatter on with me. I got Jackson. I got Thomas. And we're going to go through the Braves. So, fellas, how you doing on a Tuesday morning? Uh, doing it was good to be in first place. <laughs> yeah, do, doing pretty good. Just took two out of three from the Mets, uh, you know. But the, the weather tried to stop that. But yeah, <laughs> I hear Uncle Steve, I hear Uncle Stevie wants to build a dome out there and uh, a retractable roof for uh, City Field at the tune of eight hundred million dollars. Either that or build an ark for almost all that water we saw. Oh my gosh! Yeah, <laughs> amen to that. Amen to that. All right. So Tuesday. We're going to start with these guys because the Braves are starting out, you know, kind of the way that a lot of us anticipated. But, Thomas, we'll let you lead off here. Uh, did you expect okay. this kind of start from the Braves? I did expect the Braves to start hot, or I at least hope they would start hot with how our team was projected, how our team was looking. The roster was very, very strong. But I'm actually surprised that they are – meeting my expectations with all the injuries that we're going through right now. So I'm surprised and I'm expecting it at the same time, if that makes sense. Okay. Jackson. Uh, I was expecting them to come out of the gate flat. Like they do every year, (laughs) (laughs) you know, every year they start and they're like 15 and 15 or 13 and 17. And everyone's like, Oh my gosh, is the Braves dynasty over? And then come the all-star break, they win 70% of their games for the rest of the year. And then they're fine. But, you know, it's a good sign that they started off hot because maybe they still win 70% of the games after the All-Star break. Yeah. I don't know. Well, I, I definitely think they have started off hot. And I definitely think it's, again, it's good for baseball. You guys have that history there of winning, and it's good for baseball. So I, I like I like seeing that. So, Jackson, let's let's start with you. Next question. Do you have a standout player or standout players currently? Uh. I have to give a shout out to the Sean Murphy, you know, after game one of the doubleheader on Monday, hitting two, three run home runs. He's got eight home runs now. You know, a lot of people, when the trade happened, they're like, why are the Braves trading for a catcher they don't need? I think Sean Murphy was a really good hitter on a bad Oakland A's team. He's going to show he's like a really, really good hitter on a really good Atlanta Braves team. So I think somehow the Braves fleeced everyone by trading away William Contreras. (laughs) Don't know how they did it. Do you agree with that uh, assessment? And, and where would you add to that, Thomas? I do agree with it. I was one of the ones that was skeptical about bringing them over because I loved the tandem of Contreras and Darno last year. So love that Sean Murphy has changed my mind and made me a fan of his. But my MVP so far this season has to go to Mr. Ronald Acuna Jr., over here batting 363 and trying to get to his 40-40 crown, five home runs so far, league-leading 13 stolen bases. This man is killing it so far. Yeah. yeah. How about that home run to the, the third deck at City Field? I'm pretty sure that landed back at Truist Park. Yeah. Uh, I, did you see the fan that caught it? I, I was reading a social media post of his that he looked so stunned on the video because he said, I could not fathom a baseball arriving to where I was sitting. Never I, <laughs> never I imagined him. He's like, I looked up and a baseball was there, and I was like, what the heck? <laughs> like, huh, how'd that happen? How'd that happen, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Okay, okay. So I, I I'm a little surprised that you guys didn't mention Stash because he's having a, a a good beginning, right? Jackson, you love mentioning Spencer uh, Strider, so Quadzilla. You know, Stash. You got to yeah, Quadzilla is what he's known go. as. <laughs> so, um, okay. So yeah, I'm a little surprised, but so the next question comes in the small ball aspect. So a lot of what we're seeing now with the pitch clock is the teams that are winning are the teams that can play small ball that are athletic can run Ronald Acuna jr. I think leads the league in stolen bases, if I'm not mistaken currently, but can run can defend against the small ball and can play small ball. So Thomas, do you think small ball is the key one of the keys to the Braves' success early on, or do you think they're still looking for the five-run home run? They're always going to be looking for the five-run home run, but the small ball aspect is what's going to set us apart this year from just being a great, excuse me, a good team last year to being a great team this year because Acuna just getting on base. He's going to turn that into a double and a triple in the next four pitches. So you have always got to be watching out for the Braves. And I, I'm really loving the base size. I'm really loving – the the rule changes with the pickoff move because that's benefiting the speed players out there. Hey, what about you, Jackson? Uh, yeah, I I mean the Braves have only twenty stolen bases. I don't think necessarily that is like their small ball aspect. I think the Braves have a really unique team in where most of their guys are average speed or above, and they're all pretty good base runners. So you see, the Braves are always aggressive, taking the extra base or scoring from first on a ball to the gap. They almost always they, – they almost never get thrown out. Ron Washington knows when to send his guys. I think that's an <laughs> underrated aspect of their game. You know, if Ron Washington – if Ron sends him, he's safe. Ronnie knows what he's doing, right? Yeah. So I, th- I think that's a real underrated small ball aspect of the Braves team who does rely on the five-run home run. But, mm-hmm. you know, I think that the team speed and their, their base running ability really helps them when they can't find the home run. So, so here's what I think is interesting, right? I've watched a lot of, of baseball this season between watching, you know, Angels Dodgers locally, but also watching around the league. What I'm finding out is the teams like the Baltimore Orioles, who can play small ball and are athletic, or the Diamondbacks or the Pirates are shocking the world right now. Would anybody take the fact that the Pirates would be the division leaders in the Central right now? No. Or the Diamondbacks? I mean, you were making the joke about it during the prediction episode that, oh, Diamondbacks are going to win the division. I mean, hey, maybe you are the next clairvoyant or something. Just call me Bill O'Domas at this point. (laughs) (laughs) But it's to me, fellas, it's so interesting how the small ball is – with the pitch clock, and like you mentioned, Thomas, the bigger bases, the pitch clock, runners are moving more. And mm-hmm. and you you know, you've got two guys that have stolen 21 bases for the Orioles combined. And the Orioles are playing heck of good baseball right now. Um, but you guys are doing the same thing too, even though you guys can swing for the fence, and and I'm not gonna expect Matt Olson to lay one down. Acuna can lay one down, Ozzy Albies can lay one down. Like, you guys can do that, and you can also defend against it. I've watched the Dodgers literally lose three games a season by not being able to play small ball and or defend against small ball. 
and it drives me nuts. Absolutely drives me crazy because it's a different game. Mm-hmm. It's a different game now, right? I mean, if you don't throw over to first base, you can only throw over twice. You don't throw over yeah. to first base, guys are going to run. Do you, you don't think Ozzy Albies, you don't think Acuna, you don't think those guys are going to run when they see that? They're going to run like the wind. Exactly. Exactly. So it's just, it's crazy. Now, the bulk of it. Here's where I want to, I'm going to preface this. Okay, here we go, boys. All right, so thoughts on the NL East. Now, here's what I'm going to tell you. Both you and the Metropolitans have 28 games this month. Mm-hmm. Okay? Of those 28 games, you play the Miami Marlins, right, after this one with the Mets today. Three with the Orioles, two with the Red Sox. Three with the Blue Jays. Three with the Rangers, three with the Mariners, three with the Dodgers, four with the Phillies, and three with the Athletics. Okay, so the- <laughs> I'm well, excited. I'm sorry. I just I just got chills right there. It's gonna be a good month. Yeah, exactly. Well, listen, but but listen to the Mets schedule. Okay, check this out. This is crazy. This is my. Here's where my question is gonna come. So the Mets played you guys today. You guys split a doubleheader. They play three with Detroit the second worst team in baseball, three with the Marlins, three with the Reds, three with the Nationals. I'm sorry, four with the Nationals, (laughs) three with the uh, Rays, three with the Guardians, three with Cubs, three with the Rockies again, and two with the Phillies. So I'm going to say advantage Mets on the schedule aspect of it because they definitely – out of those 28 games, 21 of those games are played with teams under 500. Um, when you're talking A's, Tigers, and Nationals, you're not even talking about teams that are going to compete this season. So talk to me about the National League East. Jackson, talk to me about the National League East. Start me out. What What are your thoughts about the National League East going into this and going into May? Jack, uh, Thomas is excited, but tell me your thoughts first. It's the Braves division to lose. Um Every game they've lost in the last two weeks, they've beat themselves. I don't think any teams really flat out beat them, uh, except for the game two against the Astros. You know, they kind of took control of that game in the sixth inning. But, you know, the bullpen's been shaky for the Braves, which has been uncharacteristic of the last few seasons. So they've given away several pretty clear-cut victories. But everything else has just been licking. You know, they have the timely hitting. They have the power. They they have Ronald Acuna Jr. looks like an MVP. The starting rotation's been absolutely lights out, uh, despite Spencer Strider struggling, you know, uh, in game one of the doubleheader. Other than that, the rotation for the past two weeks has been near unhittable. I think it's the Braves' division to lose. And, you know, to your point, Bill, I know the Mets are playing teams under 500, but they just lost two or three at home to the Nationals. So, mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm, and what the Mets have different problems in the Braves. The Mets have trouble scoring. They don't have enough thump at several positions and you need to score to beat bad teams. Yeah. <laughs> you can't, you can't let them stay in games. Yeah. Thomas, what are your thoughts? It's same thing that Jackson said. I mean, they have a easier schedule than the Braves do, but they struggled against the Nationals. They struggle against the teams that they're supposed to beat, And then they, come up and they gear up against the teams like the Braves, against the teams like the Dodgers, they're going to try to, they're going to try to, they're going to win those games. They're going to compete against those games again, but against the nationals, they almost got swept and they barely won nine to eight in that third game against the nationals. So I'm not really, 
Yeah. <laughs> not, crazy, not that worried about the uh, about the Mets. The Mets are going to bet like they always do. But I do want to hit on Spencer Strider, what uh, Jackson just brought up earlier. He struggled today and still got eight strikeouts. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. that—that's—that's mm-hmm. that's unbelievable. That's the—that's the type of season that the Braves are having this year. That our struggle is still a great game for any other pitcher on any other team. So that's why I think the Braves are going to do that much better than the Mets throughout the entire season. Yeah. No. I listen. It is your division to lose. Okay. Um, you know, with with Kate Upton still on the the IL, and with Max being you know, sticky fingers, Max, and all kinds of other scenarios. The Mets figure out a way to lose ball games sometimes, um, which is annoying at at best and awesome at worst. Just because you never know what they're going to do. The Red Sox are doing the same thing right now. They're just figuring out ways to lose ball games. Um, but I I love your division. I love both Eastern divisions, the American League division. American League East is the only division in baseball where everybody's over 500 and that everybody has a plus minus positive. Okay. I did not realize that. Yeah. Now, who's in second place as of as of today? Who's in second place in your division? Well, the Marlins. The Marlins. Yeah. Who would have thought that? Right. And and so, but it's a good division, man. You guys are a good club and you guys are guys have good young talent and you guys are riding it out um so i love it i love to see that division your division is fun to watch and fun to compete in so agreed agreed thomas take us home on this one here's our last final question because everybody's that's driving to work right now they would probably want to listen to this forever but i don't want to give anybody fired right i don't want anybody (laughs) to im me and say i got fired because i was listening to jackson and thomas because at Mm -hmm. that point then if you do get fired because of that let me know. I'll give you their cell phone numbers. You can take it up with them. No, I'm teasing. No. Or so, y'all can follow us on Chop House Chatter, and you can just talk trash to us there. But just make sure exactly. you follow us first. Yeah, yeah, you got to follow them <laughs> first. So, okay, so so Thomas, tell me, first month of the season, do you still think the Braves are going to win the division? And do you think do you think there's much struggle there, or do you still feel pretty confident in it? I still feel pretty confident. Uh, the other teams in the division are getting stronger. The Phillies just got Bryce Harper back very, very uh, early. Like, I didn't think he was going to be back until July, but, hey, he's back. So, hey, better luck to him. I, I love playing the teams at full health so that when we beat them, there's no excuse on why we beat them. We just beat you because we're a better team. So I still think the Braves are the best team in the division. I still think the division is ours to lose, and we are the only reason that we won't win that division. We would beat ourselves, not the other teams. We have the best team by far on paper, on field, everywhere. Okay. Jackson. Uh, I feel the same way. You know, the Phillies got Bryce Harper back, but, you know, like Thomas mentioned earlier, the Braves have been missing. Some, some key pieces. Rice Oliguesius still isn't back and the closer position, you know, spot in the bullpen's been a big struggle for the Braves. They're still without Travis Darno. It's probably <laughs> probably their best DH. You know, Marcelo yeah. Zuna's somehow still getting at bats. So <laughs> with with all these injuries. So as long as the Braves get healthy, they're I'm not gonna be as arrogant to say they're gonna run away with it. I think they're going to be comfortable though. I don't think they're gonna be under much duress. 
during most of the season. They're they're going to be compet. There's going to be points where it's close and it's competitive, but I don't think they're going to be you know, you know, sweating at the collar, you know, taking it down the game one sixty one to win the division. Yeah, I, I don't think that either. I think I think the Braves are probably the most complete team in the National League. Why well, I heard rumors that you guys signed Julio Franco and designated for assignment Marcelo Suna. Julio Franco is <laughs> perfectly 87. okay with that. Yeah. I'd be perfectly okay with that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, before I let you boys go, tell us a little bit about Chop House Chatter. Where do we find it? How do we follow you guys? Because I'm going to tell you right now, if you are a sports fan, period, if you are a baseball fan, period, and if you are a baseball purist, you need to listen to these guys. If you are a baseball fan and you're a Braves fan, you must listen to these guys. These guys have great content. So, boys, tell us where you find all this stuff. Uh, so we're currently not... on YouTube. You do? Yep. Okay. Perfect. Yeah, on YouTube, uh, Chop House Chatter. You can follow us on social media on our sports pages. I'm at Chop uh, – Chop – ooh, excuse me. Wow. 755 <laughs> Chop Talk. Couldn't even remember my handle for a second. <laughs> where can they find you, Jackson? Uh, I, I'm top band stats guy. Um, you know, we, we dropped an episode last week. We're, we're getting back into it. We we're gone for a little bit, but we, we will be posting, you know, two plus times a week, hopefully uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> going forward. You know, we just love talking to Braves and, you know, if you love the Braves, come check us out. If you hate the Braves, come check us out. Cause you need to know what's going on with your division rival. But be careful. I minored in trash talk. So you want to start it? I'm going to finish it. <laughs> I love it. But listen, everybody that's listening to this, Top Fan Rivalry followers, please follow Top Fan Stats Guy. Don't do it now if you're driving to work, okay? No accidents. You guys hear me say that all the time, okay? But if you're at a place where you can, follow Top Fan Stats Guy. Follow uh, Thomas at 755 Chop Talk, okay? Send them a message. If you want to be on their program, send them a message. I've tried to get on their program, and they told me possibly 2024-2025 season. They don't even Maybe. want me on this year, right? <laughs> I've tried, but they don't need – listen, I'm not good enough for them yet. But you got to follow these guys. they got some great content and great episodes, and they do a great job. And Top Fan Rivalry has been fortunate enough to be able to get an episode from them each week and put it behind our locker room door. Um, so it's it's nice that you can have exclusive content that's just built for Top Fan Rivalry. These guys have been nice enough to do that for us. So, fellas, I am so grateful for everything that you're doing, being on here with me, but also being on on and having your own show with Chop House Chatter. Again, everybody take a look. Don't don't miss this stuff because this is a baseball community. This is fans for fans. And so I love it. Um but we're going to get you back on around the all-star break again. And we'll do this again because I want to see how these things have played it out. God bless you guys to not get injuries or too many injuries that throw a wrinkle in the system. Like I always say, and like you said it before, Jack or uh, Thomas, I want to beat your best team. I don't want Atlanta to come into LA. I don't want to go to Atlanta and be hamstrung because three of your guys are out. I want to beat your Mm -hmm. best team. Because that's what baseball is about. It's about competition. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So, so happy Tuesday morning to all of you or Tuesday evening, whenever you're listening to this. We're grateful for you. Again, please follow my friend Thomas on Instagram. Follow my friend Jackson. And follow, subscribe to their YouTube page at Chop House Chatter. Watch their episodes. They're great. If you're not watching them, you're missing out. So, boys, we'll get you on again, yeah? Yes, sir. Yeah.
All right. Have a good one.